Welcome to Hunchpick. Yeah. My name is Matt, and I'm joined today by Mr. Ian. Yes. Yeah. We're that's, gonna, that's what the tracks say. We're going to talk about things. Yeah. During this episode, we're going to seduce uh, your ears with our melodies. Yes. Melodious. Yep. Dulcet tones. For the first time ever, we heard the opening theme theme before recording yeah you've got you've got an ipad on the table i have an ipad on the table uh so now um yeah lots of things so we're switching programs jeez so i hope everyone can hear us i hope everyone can can hear us through logic pro x yeah i hope all of this has worked logic pro 10 or at least some of it yeah uh so logic has this nifty remote app Ooh. For iPhone and iPad, and you can you can control the the transport. You can you can hit record from your iPad via wireless fidelity, and it will it will work. So I don't have to go all the way to the control room. Yeah, I mean it's all the way in the hit, back. It's really <laughs> to hit record. It's tough to get to. I'm usually sitting then, here, yeah, for a few minutes recording nothing. Yeah. While Ian's coming back from the control room. Right. Now. This is so much more convenient. Boom. Look at that. Yeah. And then we can look at our. Let's not. Oh. Oh, yeah. I'm you're pressing stuff on the iPad. And it's going to be bad. Ooh, oh, mixer. God, I'm nervous. We have a mixer. Look at that. Uh, does that mean. This is me. And this is you. Oh, so you can change our volume? Yeah. Huh. So you make me sound really quiet? Yep. Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. Hi. Oh. That's so cool. <laughs> I'm really far away. Yep. Now I'm back. Yep. Huh. So this is fun. I have to. I have to figure out. Um, oh. I'm using all different plugins now because I was using the effects built into the other program. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, this is what we've always talked about. This is weird. So you're in front of me yep. now. But you're coming into my left ear. And I can only hear myself through my left ear. So if I if I turn my head, it's a little... Better, oh, yeah. Because then you're... That seems more natural, except for when you're talking. It sounds like I'm talking... <laughs> so we're both looking at the wall now. <laughs> uh, okay, how do, I t- how do I stop this? I don't know. Oh, God. I think double tap it. Oh. Yeah. I think it also works for faders. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yep. Cool. Um, so I'm excited about this. Uh, I've been tempted to buy logic for a while yep to try it for music it's um less than a hundred dollars but it's less than two hundred dollars less than two hundred dollars more it's than a hundred 199 <laughs> yeah okay it's not a cheap program but no. in the context of audio production video production it's relatively less expensive than kind of the industry standard yep stuff um this is one of those rare cases where it's software it you buy once yeah. and you have, how often does it update uh, and you have to buy it again? Logic Pro 10 has been out for years. I don't know. Okay. Long, t- maybe five years now. Huh. Um, maybe more. I'm yeah. not even sure. But 10.3 just came out. So they're still updating it 
Yeah, They're giving a lot of free updates still. The the minor updates are are free, um, which is nice. So and it's 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 good for music because it has a lot of built in instruments, so you don't have to necessarily connect other, you know, keyboards or other um, sound sources. It has all the standard kind of stuff you would need to do a score or right. It has a really cool drummer feature built in that I was playing with. Okay. You came so, in earlier. Sort of like the the other drummer where it will pick up what you're playing? Yeah. Um, well, it doesn't do a whole... I think you probably could do that kind of stuff too. Okay. But there's this kind of like matrix, uh, like an XY kind of oh, matrix yeah. where you and can you... say, you know, one axis is volume and the other axis is like complexity. Yeah. They have the same thing on um, GarageBand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Logic has gotten a lot of the GarageBand stuff. Um, which the snobby pros are like, oh, Logic is so, you know, amateur now. But <laughs> they're trying to bridge that gap. Right. Um, which is kind of neat. B- bridge the gap to amateurs. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Because it's like, yeah, it looks like GarageBand Plus. Right. You know? um, I was telling you earlier, you can start a song in Logic and then send it to, I think through iCloud, you can save it. And GarageBand can open that project, and you can add more tracks to it in GarageBand. So if you're if you just have your iPad, wherever you know on the plane, or um, or if you want to use your iPhone as like a mobile recording device, right? You can add it, you know, a le- another layer, another track on that, and then resave it out, and then bring it back into Logic, mix it, finish it up. Nice. Um, so I'm gonna play with that. I've been getting the the itch to do some some music stuff more more yeah. so this year so haven't really done much so uh we'll see see mm. what comes out of there yeah my my debut album is now seven years old wow uh i guess debut and only album <laughs> <laughs> um what so. what was your role in that album was it just you yeah so yeah, I did all of the instruments and vocals except for um, a couple of drum tracks. I, I was my roommate at the time played drums, and he played drums on uh, most, I think, three of the songs out of five. And then I had another drum track from um, my college friend that played. Huh. So, but other than that, it was all me. So, yeah, cool, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Good. I hear the new episode scripts are working. Did you hear that? I, I did hear that. Is that the word on the street? Yeah. It's not in our Trello board? Uh, no, not at all. Um, yeah. So the last episode, the previous episode, yep. I think it was 31, maybe? Now, you admitted to me okay. that there was a bit of bad logic mm. in the script. I don't remember that. No, you wouldn't. Um, you know, and of course, I know all about this yeah. because I well, the last some. one didn't use logic. Is that what you mean? Right. Now we're using logic. Yes. So everything will be logical going <laughs> forward. Uh, but there's also the whole um, sponsorship that Hunchpig does. Uh, I don't know if everyone's aware, but right, we're a sponsored <clears throat> podcast. Yeah, we have sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> There's a very so there's a a um, complicated formula right that 
calculates the uh, the price of the next sponsorship based on the current episode. Right. Um, and there's a lot of math, and like, there's some machine learning in there. Yep. Um, it's not just like adding or subtracting seventeen exactly from the episode number. Yeah. It's but one of the things yeah. that that logic isn't taking into account mm-hmm. is whether we have a sponsor or not. Well, right. So this can be deba- an, this can an, be debated. There's an assumption, yeah, that the script has made, <laughs> which is that <laughs> no one will sponsor us. <laughs> um, uh, it depends. I don't want to say it's a bad so, assumption. Your assumption, right? You have an assumption. I have an assumption about our formula. Yes, which is that when we get a sponsorship, that should the price change. should stay. Oh yeah, is that your assumption? Um, something should happen. Something different. <laughs> and so, so currently, the price goes up every... Has gone up every episode by $1. Roundabout. Ish. <laughs> um, you know, unless we have a sponsor. Uh, so before this scheme, we had Ooh. a different pricing scheme where... Scheme. The price would go down every week that there wasn't a sponsorship right. by a dollar. Yeah. So we're doing that. I think that's... that didn't go well then we kind of bottomed out yeah and trampolined back up we hit the lowest number we hit the lowest number for a for a unsigned integer bounced up yep now unsigned we've been going integers, <clears throat> can they be negative no that's what the unsigned right if it's signed yeah, ah, it needs the sign it's to not it that it's got a signature yeah right right yeah no, it's not that. Plus sign, minus sign. Plus sign, minus sign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, today you learned. Tull. Tull. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, so we've been going up. Yep. My Since question we is... we went down. Should, so the, the formula has changed. That's my point. The right. formula's changed anyway. Not so we, are we still doing the thing where if we get a sponsor... Sorry. When we get a sponsor... <laughs> uh, we uh, adjust, or do we, or do we just keep going? You know, setting the price up. I think we because should... if we don't adjust, then it's like sponsor potential sponsors are like, oh, we got to get in on nah. the ground floor, yeah, because it's the price keeps going up, no matter what, right? So there's an incentive there to to sponsor now, you know, sooner than later, hmm. or we could freeze the price if we get a sponsor. Right. But then, I don't know. The motivations are not clear to me what, what's ideal here. So I think that we maybe need to, like, this is clearly someone was waiting mm. for a price. <laughs> There's that whole, like, if the price is too low, they yeah. don't value number, it enough. Lucky number 16 was like, boom. Yep. Boom. That's that feels valuable and it feels yeah worth it. And so I think we now need like makes, a makes like, it feel like a premium brand. Yeah. Yeah. I think we now need like a sine wave. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Between <laughs> that number uh-huh. and the most someone is willing to pay. Got it. Okay. So that that should be our new minimum. And then, but how do we find the most that someone's willing to pay? How do we know uh, we've gotten there? I think we have to, <laughs> ooh, that's going to be difficult. 
we keep driving the price up. Yeah, until we find that max. Yeah. So next time we get a sponsor, that's like we know. They they wanted to get in quickly before the price increased too much. Okay. So. Yeah. It's complicated. It's exciting times. So. Yeah. We have, we have a sponsor. Yes. The accounts, the funds have been cleared into our account. Right. Um, but we don't have a script. Right. So we're just going to leave everyone in suspense. Yeah. You know, next episode is a big deal. Right. We might have two sponsors next episode. Oh, yeah. Which, I don't know how that math works. Uh, yeah. I don't know how much we charge for that. No, I don't either. Double or half? Or the same? Or do they compound? Do we square it? Or do we have to record a twice as long episode? A double header. Oh, a double header. And do one sponsor. Or the next sponsor that. One quarter of the way through sold. and three quarters. If we sell one, when we sell one, when we, yeah. before the next episode. Oh, yeah. Do we, does that just queue up for the next episode? Mm. Maybe. That, that get, probably. Get to the back of the line. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Unless they pay more. Ooh. And then we kick out the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. <laughs> not not that we delay it. We just never. Oh, man. Ooh. There's so many business models here. Yeah. <sighs> I think we need to make some phone calls. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe during the break. Yeah. Um, talk to some growth hacking experts, maybe. Yeah. So that that's exciting. So the new episode scripts work. That's yep. what, that's what I was starting to that's say. That's what we were. So the previous episode was the first one that was used. The YAML file was automatically generated from a Ruby script by a machine. By a machine. So I generated it while the project was being exported. That takes mm. about took about 10 minutes. I'm curious to see what it's going to be with logic. So while that's going, I had the skeleton YAML file that didn't have any of the details about the audio because it wasn't done oh. being exported. Yep. Then I could type in the description and the whatever, the title. Then when the auto, audio file is done, I run another script to update that YAML file with the, de- with the metadata Ooh, of the, the audio file. For the next one. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. That's all working and that's uh, exciting. We'll keep people updated. I would also like to start tweeting each episode automatically somehow to the Hunchpig Twitter account. Uh, okay. Hashtag growth hacking. Yeah, we've done a bit with Twister's API. It seems simple enough. Yeah. So either you could, it would be you could a, just have the scripts do it at the end. Um, Can't you? I could have a different script, I guess. That would be like publish. You need a script that chains all of these scripts together. Whoa. Maybe. Or there could be a a webhook receiver from Ooh, GitHub yeah. that says, oh, is there a new file? Yep. If so, put out a tweet. Tweet about it. This is not uh, a robot. New episode of Hunchbig. Yeah. Yeah. That might work, but then we need some sort of a web server. <laughs> we need to put in lots of <clears throat> variables that might be there and sometimes aren't. Yeah. So it's really obvious that like every tweet is different, but a different part is missing. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like the, you know, 
hello, full name kind of thing. <laughs> Form letter. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then we need to write a web server. Do you know anyone that can write web server? I don't know what stuff? a web server is. Ooh. Ooh, that's weird. Is that, is that someone who gives you webs? Yeah. It's kind of like a, a waiter. If you go to a restaurant that serves cobwebs. Cobwebs. Yeah. There's the web server. It's only it's the web host. Oh, just or host. I'm, I'm getting a phone call from Ooh. a sandwich company. <clears throat> okay. Who wants to give us sandwiches? Hello? Hi, is this Yes. Hi. Oh, okay. Uh, what do you have? Uh, let's go with the Coke. Okay, thanks. Bye. Is is caffeine a problem? Not for me. <laughs> uh, so, Jess from Massachusetts wanted some Sprite. Yeah. They don't have any Sprite. So, if anyone else was hoping to get Sprite from New England Sammy Company, mm-hmm. then you're out of luck. They okay. don't have any. Wow. Don't try and order it. Um, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Actually, that is, you know what? I, so whenever I have the news on, which isn't often, but. Right. Um, it always says breaking news. Uh, every uh, single uh, time. Yeah. And I look, I'm like, oh no, what's happening? And then it's like, Rex Tillerson went to Mexico. Who is Rex like, Tillerson? He is the new Secretary of State. Ah. Former CEO of ExxonMobil. Rex Tillerson. Sounds like a fake name, right? Or like a He's it's like a T Rex that is the son of a Tiller. <laughs> yeah. I just want to draw a caricature of that. Son of a tiller. Yeah. So he has to till the soil. But it makes him really unhappy because he has tiny arms. He's the son of something. He's I'll the tell son you that much. <laughs> um anyway. <laughs> He's the what? The Secretary of State? Secretary of State. Ah. Yeah. Um, Does he know that there is more than one state? There are many Secretaries of States? Oh. State. Yeah, it's unfortunate that we use the word state for yeah. United States. Because it doesn't mean... State. Anywhere else the in the state. world, a state is like the country. Or the state that you're in. Oh, like the status. Yeah. Yeah. It's Yeah, it's confusing. Or if you wanted to United make a statement. Would United Provinces have been better? You'd have to state it. Oh, no. United Provinces of America. USP? UPA. 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 Is that, is that a chance that people Yeah, do? USA. Oh, oh U- yeah. <laughs> right? okay, You couldn't right. even recognize it. No, I didn't. Because UPA sounds dumb. UPA. That's really bad. Yep. Uh, so yeah, so he's Secretary of State, singular because it's the it's the, the state, state of, of the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's uh, it's so dumb. Why didn't anyone think of that? Yeah, state. I think someone probably did think of it. Well, I guess maybe you know in the beginning. Why it, did they make it, a Secretary of the State? Yeah. As opposed to what? I don't know. Treasurer. <laughs> Is he in charge of money? President. 
president. Vice president. Yeah. President of state. The secretary of state. That's not <clears throat> an elected official. That is someone who is appointed. Appointed. Yeah. yeah. And you make right. fun of our House of Lords. Yeah. Yeah. Lords. Come on. That's <laughs> hilarious. How could I not make fun of that? <laughs> okay. Just, Lords? Just curious. Yeah. I don't know. It's like if we had a house of gods. Like, that's what that sounds like to me. Oh. Yeah. As in the Lord. Yeah. Rather than because you didn't have Lords. Right. Yeah. You know, that's my context. I guess. House of gods. House of gods. Like, ancient Greece would have. They wouldn't. A house of Lords. They'd have Mount Olympus. But yeah, the house of gods. they wouldn't. Yeah, they wouldn't get anything from them, hmm. except maybe fire. Yeah, that's a Prometheus joke. <laughs> it's one of those Prometheus <laughs> jokes. Standard joke category. Got your knock knock jokes, Prometheus jokes. Oh, Infinity Train. Infinity Train. You managed to watch half of it. Oh, that's what that was. Yeah. Is that a show called Infinity Train? It's a show that's trying to get a full series. It was a pilot. Which I didn't okay. realize children's cartoons had. Had pilots? That went out to the public. So they basically put this up on YouTube and they're asking people for their opinion oh, on it. okay. And Paige found it somehow? Yes. Randomly? <laughs> yes, it was a... Suggestion after watching another video on YouTube. Paige from Massachusetts. Yes. Okay. That one. She is actually from Massachusetts. Mm. No, she's not. She was born in Arizona. <laughs> uh, uh, Matt, edit. <laughs> Learn yeah. Logic Pro and edit here. Uh -oh. hmm. Can I hit edit on here? Maybe I can. Yeah. Can you undo that? <laughs> is there an undo button? There is. It's uh, <laughs> what does it do? not very granular. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, we're on the 673rd measure of music right now mm. at 120 BPM. What? So Logic is Beats very, it's very, uh, it's like a heart rate music based. So I haven't figured out how to just, we should be singing show, show like minutes and seconds instead of measures <laughs> instead, instead of beats. It's a little, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have no idea how long. Well, Wait. It's just divide by four, isn't it? Uh, hold on. 120 beats per minute means oh. there's uh means there's 128 beats in a minute. In a minute. So what divide by mean? two because there's 60 seconds. In oh, a minute. so yeah. So each beat is a half a second. So each measure of four beats is two seconds. Yeah. So divide by two. So divide by two. And then you'll get the number of seconds. So, so we're at 700. 300, so 350 seconds. Seconds, almost uh, six minutes. Yeah. Is that it? Ooh. <laughs> and we had the intro and everything. Yeah. Ugh. This is getting harder. Should we increase the tempo? Should we decrease the tempo? Should we... <laughs> oh, that's Do you really think confusing. we need to decrease the tempo? Do you think we're going to... Feels... There's too much information coming at once. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Anyway, I enjoyed yeah. I enjoyed Infinity Train. Infinity Train, which is yeah, yeah. It seems it seemed fun. Yeah, some witty, witty writing. Yeah, it was very quick. Mm -hmm. um, it's like eight minutes long. Yeah, is that a typical episode nowadays? 
Is it really? Apparently, yeah. I've been watching... Does that mean there's 22 minutes of commercials? <laughs> uh, no, I think there's two episodes in a half hour. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's probably smart. So then you can kind of... When your kid's like, I just want to watch one more. You're like, okay. Yeah. And then you can cut it off at the next <laughs> yeah. 15 minutes. It doesn't have to it's, be... Yeah, it's more granular. Yeah. I'm very... I've become very familiar <laughs> with that with that pattern uh, visiting my nephews. It's always oh, yeah. like, one more, one more. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> one more is really If you short. only watch one minute shows, then yeah. one more minute. But yeah, the, the YouTube auto slash Netflix autoplay thing feature is like not good for parents. <laughs> it's like, oh, the next one's on. Yeah. Just finish this one. It's like, ah. They need to have longer credits or something. Some some better way to like cut it off. I don't think most parents like. Well, it started. I guess we're in for the whole episode. True, but that's what the, that's how the kids think. <laughs> so there's always an argument. Yeah, but this one's on. It's also <clears throat> weird. Like when I was, I mean, obviously, when we were watching TV, you'd have to be there at a particular time. Right. So I could always be like, no, I, I need to watch this oh, because yeah. I'm going to miss it. Yeah. Otherwise it's gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could get the, get the VCR going or. Yeah. Are you too young for VCRs? No. You had VCR. I don't think there's an age limit. Well. <laughs> yes. I had VCRs. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. I'd record things on VCRs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been watching a really good, um, you call it a mini series documentary documentary oh. mini series okay called sound breaking sound breaking sound breaking it's about breaking sound uh nope i don't know why it's called that <laughs> <laughs> so it is it's about the um i think it's like breaking the rules it's about recorded music and Ooh. different aspects so each episode all, all is the a bad different, bits all what? the all the off cuts the breaking of recording Maybe. Music. Wait, is it specifically about recording it? Um, it's about... No. What level are we talking about? It goes into different levels, but there's um, kind of the technology bit of, you know, going from one microphone to multi-track recording and that whole thing. Okay. And then there's like, um, you know, going from acoustic instruments to electronic instruments and kind of how that, how these different shifts happened. Um, historically. Historically. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it was on PBS um, originally. Now you can watch it on Hulu. Ooh. Um, we have a free trial of Hulu, but we probably won't extend. No? No. Hmm. Not, not worth it? No. Do you have the fancy one where there's no ad or there's no? No. Okay. That's what we it's have. a free trial. Oh, bummer. So they should they, give you the best one. They give you the the, the least good paid one. Yeah. For free. That seems like the wrong way to do a free trial. Yep. Hmm. Is it? When you think about other um, software as a service, mm-hmm. when you're on the free trial, do you expect everything or the basic plan? I usually expect everything. Huh. Okay. I want to see the full breadth of what this thing can do. Yeah. Um, I guess that makes sense. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah. It's a 45-day free trial. So it's really long. Okay. And I think if they gave you the best one, that's almost... I imagine people just making emails to get the free trial over <laughs> to and just over bounce again. around on different accounts. Yeah. Huh. Whereas with the with this version, they're still showing you some ads, so, so they're, they're still, still getting that money right from showing ads. There's still some revenue. <clears throat> Interesting. Although something that's really weird is um, we've watched a couple of shows on Hulu, and for children's shows, they don't show any ads, hmm. even on the ad version, which. I would have, yeah. It's definitely, it's definitely per per show or per right network or whatever that. I would have thought that was not true. And <clears> someone <throat> was telling me that even on the paid version, there are some shows that have to show ads. Yeah, that's true. Which seems like bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's what are this, you paying for? Uh, I mean, it makes sense in the sense that they're taking this like ancient, like industry of television, and we're trying to like fit it into this new world of the internet internet and right like, these content owners are still not wanting to let go of kind of the old yeah the i old guess way. i guess um, it's the people who hold the contents that are forcing that forcing this yeah because the way the way netflix has gotten around it is they just don't offer it full stop right yeah which people like which is yeah great i love it awesome for the customer but yeah hulu i think is partially owned by a couple big networks like abc uh, okay. and Maybe NBC or something. Yeah. I don't know. Fox. I don't know. Um, There's a lot of content on there. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we have a really convoluted way of watching TV now because <laughs> I mentioned this, I think, on the show. We canceled our, you know, normal kind of TV cable. Okay. Um, and sign up for Direct TV now. Ooh. And then we can sign up for HBO Go. Because DirecTV now is our TV provider, kind of now, mm. now, <laughs> so we can go. I wonder on if, HBO. I wonder if there's a service here that we could write, mm -hmm. where you say, like, I want to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, and it auto subscribes you, and then as soon as you're done watching Game of Thrones, <laughs> like that episode. <laughs> <laughs> unsubscribe no, no no like as soon as you're done watching the season you say i don't want to watch game of thrones anymore uh-huh it cancels you for the next month so it yeah so you say the content you want to watch yep that's and it. it subscribes and it you to the right just in the background is yeah it's interesting huh <clears throat> maybe it gives you a little warning maybe it can do right. something like that drinks thing like Drinks thing? You have all these different ingredients. Oh. So you should get... <laughs> this is the best, yeah, the yeah. best package for you. Yeah. yeah, it's sad that we need... Some, like, I don't know. It's annoying that we need something like right. that. But but I guess it's also nice yeah. that there's competition. We don't, we don't need something like well, that. Well, that's fair. <laughs> no one needs this to exist. <laughs> it's just a product. <laughs> no one needs it. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of, it's the golden age of television in that there's so many choices of right. content. There's also choices of content providers. Yep. There's, yeah. Um, which yeah, is I like, good for the consumer, I think, in the end, but it's, well, it's also, just It's like, also good for content providers. Yeah. Because if, if you have something that everyone wants you to make, but you can't get green-lighted mm -hmm. through a traditional content provider, yeah, then... Surely, you know, us getting closer 
to each other. Right. Like it being easier to get content directly from the person who creates it. Yeah. But there's a lot of in-between kind of things too. Like YouTube like has shows now and right. Netflix obviously is doing really well with their original content. Amazon. Yep. Um, do you, you have an Apple TV, right? Yes. The new one. Yep. Um, have you used the TV app for the Apple I TV? I have. It's pretty good. It's okay. Yeah. So like that's, it. that's hooked into our Hulu and HBO go and stuff. So we can just say from the main Apple TV screen, we can just say, Oh, continue this show that we were already watching. And it goes into the right um, one. Yeah. Which is great. It doesn't support Netflix, I think. Yeah. Which is a I don't huge know. emission. That yeah. I'm but surprised they launched with that. I wonder if that's that. on Netflix's side. Probably. Yeah. Because they have to basically integrate with. Yeah. They're effectively sharing a bunch of user, you know, user activity and yeah. user data with Apple, which and I could see why they wouldn't. H- do that. HBO doesn't have the whole profiles thing uh, that Netflix does. Like multiple profiles? Yeah, like you can say, I'm like, it's now Jess watching. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, so. Yeah. There's like a mismatch there in feature set. And yeah, it is. I imagine weird. this is like a tough t- technical problem. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of a general problem too these days with like profile switching, like on the, on Alexa or on the Echo too. Right. You have to. I mean, if you want all of your, you know, if you care about that separation, then it's a, it's kind of annoying to yeah deal with. It would be cool if Alexa could detect your voice. I mean, she switch. can. That's all she does. Sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Switch profiles based automatically on, yeah. based on your voice signature. Yeah. I think like, we have the technology. Yeah. The seemingly is possible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it does seem a little takes you out of the magic of the product and it's like you know yeah switch profiles if you would like to it's like come on are you yeah. a, can't we just talk here <laughs> i'm sure they're working on that i hope so because that that feels um the next step rather than me telling you who you are who i am yep it should automatically detect who you are and yeah seems kind of obvious yeah the Xbox does that with the Connect, mm. based on voice, based on your face. <laughs> so if you have a Connect there, it just looks and it's like, oh, Matt's playing. The next Echo has a camera on it. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, oh man, no, I don't want that. Yeah, how can we make this creepier? The Connect, the Connect is terrifying because yeah. wh- whenever you, I turn on the Xbox, it would start looking for you, like you'd see it physically move, <laughs> like scanning the room. Wow, oh, there he is. It's Matt. Oh, man. I'm going to have a whole bunch of technology. The next... You, pod- already, you already have a whole bunch I, of... I know. Logic Pro. I mean, yeah. it's... There are three screens in front of me right now. <laughs> but next time we talk, I think I will have... Both, Even more. Yeah. A Nintendo Switch. Yeah. We're going to play it right here live on and, the podcast. Oh, yeah. We can do like the... Oh, yeah. Tabletop. That's, that's the whole reason you got it. Oh, it's going to be a really compelling... Yeah audio episode <laughs> we're just gonna be it's like gonna sit right there staring yeah um and then we'll also have Ooh. solar panels oh shit yeah it's happening yeah uh so this is a good little story um solar so solar city is based in california yep and it was time to like, we're not all, in california we're not in california no it's different here than than there um, we don't have solar city yeah 
Um, we don't have a city of solar. So the, um, it was like February 12th and they called to like schedule, like, Hey, it's time to schedule Ooh. the actual installation. I was like, Oh, yeah. awesome. Um, and the guy's calling from California and this was in the middle of our snowstorm. Like, you know, <laughs> there's like three storms in a row and just yeah. like keeps piling on. And they're like, so we have an opening this Tuesday, uh, February 14th. Yeah. I was like, you know, it's, uh, I don't think that's going to be a great day. For <laughs> yeah. that. It's Valentine's day too, but that's not really related. And, uh, so also I was the- like, I was thinking March, something yeah. like in March. It's like, Oh, okay. I can look at that. So it's going to be, um, March 7th. Okay. So, which is, I think is a, yeah, about a week. Valentine's day is also the day that the Sumners as in myself and my family mm-hmm. moved to America. Wow. Yep. It's the uh, only reason I know the day we is, moved is because we were on a plane. This is a weird question. And I was nervous about going through customs. Is Valentine's I had a letter. Day a thing in the UK? Yeah. Yes, it is. it is. It is. Is that a dumb question? Uh, is that like a half dumb question? I guess. Is it on the same day? Yeah. <clears throat> there's an, there's an, there's so much that's similar, but then there are stark differences that I don't think it's a dumb question. I guess because it's a saint, it can, you, you can have a little more confidence that it's going to cross. Yeah. Uh, borders. I've been asked dumber questions. Mm-hmm. I've been asked if we have months in England. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, or like 10 I've, months. I've, <laughs> all, I've also been asked if we speak English in England. Someone assumed that I spoke French. Which is offensive on so many levels. I can't even respond to that. That's not even funny. Like that's yeah. just French. I think... They must have been trying to anger me. Yeah. I think. I think so. I, wow. Yeah. It's in the name. It's England. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, that's good. It's good stuff. <laughs> Two months. What? Uh, yeah. Do you know what the response? I mean, the Roman calendar, there's the, different calendars, yeah. you know, back in the day, but. My response to that was, we do, but they're backwards. Pool. So we start with December. Yeah. Which probably didn't help. That's just spreading. You would never meet up, right? Because <laughs> there's 12. Yeah. Ex- never be in the same. We would always just miss each other. Yeah. <laughs> Except in February, because February is different. Oh, yeah. There are different days. Uh, I don't know. And I'm glad they didn't ask follow-up questions. <laughs> huh. Yeah. What happens on leap years? On day, yeah. You'd get really weird overlaps as well because all the months have different... Uh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> I'm always surprised by 24-hour um, time as well. That most oh. people in America are... Military time. Is military some, time. Yeah. Are so uncomfortable with it. Yeah, some people cannot figure that out. Yeah. And can't quickly do the math we we never say anything like 1600 that is military yeah time to be fair i i think maybe if i wasn't a programmer i feel like maybe i i would, I would yeah i would struggle with it more. well there'd be no reason yeah i mean you, you don't have it you don't see it really but i think we we had a lot of um <clears throat> digital clocks that didn't have the option mm. so everyone just learns okay but it was also a weird thing where you'd never say it out loud 
So it was like, huh. you'd look at the clock, you'd see like and you would translate 16.45 and you'd say out loud, oh, it's 4.45 <laughs> or a quarter to five. What is yeah. what is the native format in your brain? Like oh, right? Like yeah. does your brain think it's fourteen hundred or does it think it's two PM? I think what and I does, say, does it just translate it when you I, say it? I translate it when I see it. When you see so it. So in my brain it is twelve hour time. Okay. But whenever I see sixteen, I'm like, oh it's four. <laughs> huh. In the context of time. Yeah. It's interesting that we've we've kept around the analog clock. Uh, I think it's yeah. I think it's when the, curious when the metric system um, was first sort of thought about. Uh-huh. There were a bunch of other things they changed. One of them was days of the week. Okay, so they changed from seven day to ten day weeks. Uh huh. And I think they also changed months to account for that. So there was a different huh. number of months in the year. And they all had the same number of days. But that didn't catch okay. on. No one liked that. One of the original yeah. reasons for doing that was to take power away from the church. They wanted to get rid of Saturday and Sunday because it had religious significance. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <sighs> yep. Um, but you are surprised by the analog clock? It's yeah, very convenient. I mean, it's, Twelve is a good number because you can split it so many ways. You know, it's divisible hmm. by two, by four, by six. I guess you could argue that it has um, by three more more of a glanceability than a digital clock has, where you can see uh, it out of the corner of your eye and kind of get the feeling of what time it is. <laughs> right. You don't have to look right at it and be like, "Okay, I'm taking this number and thinking about that number." It's like this image. Yeah. This, I, this uh, symbol that Think, you're kind of like... Thinking about things in circles. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. That's but my, it's kind of like, it feels like a vestige that we just kind of... We should just shed. We should just I don't get know. rid of and... Maybe. Like marriage and all but the then other I, traditions it, that we... It's the same part of my brain that's like, ah, vinyl records are stupid and like all this, <laughs> you know, the stuff that's that's just old and we like to keep because it's nostalgic. Because or, it's old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's um, which I am not like, like I said, that's part of my brain. There's another part of my brain that's like, oh, that stuff's cool. I want to like, yeah, keep it around. But then there's like, you oh, want this is just dumb. You want heirloom tomatoes and <laughs> right vinyls. Do you have vinyls? I have some. Yeah, yeah, you strike me as a vinyl kind of guy. Yeah, I just collect them. I don't have a turntable, a table which I think turns. is a fine way to do it actually, because I think that is the most important part of vinyl is the physical vinyl is collecting it and like feeling like you own it (laughs) right and like being able to point to your collection yeah even though i I have like 10 or something i don't have a whole lot yeah but that's a collection yeah uh but saying like this you know these are the records that i feel like are are worth taking up space in my house right and holding on to like having a tiny museum right and less of you know this sounds much better than whatever right. Spotify, <laughs> uh, which whatever you can argue all day about that, but huh. I don't know if it's worth it. Old stuff, old stuff. I don't. Th- uh, what's the old stuff I like? Because I don't collect vinyls or anything like that. I don't have. 
Yeah. I think somewhere I probably have an old video game console, but that's just because throwing it away is more effort than... You're, you're probably more of a, of a futurist than I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Because you're, I mean, you're, the culture stuff that you're into mostly, it seems like, is tied in with technology. Yes. More so than me. Um, and I get excited about moving forward. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I have maybe more of an urge to watch a movie from the 60s or something than you would. Yes. Or or an album or whatever. Yep. Um, yeah. No, no judgment there. Just... I think there's a there's a little difference. Hmm. Um, speaking of old things, yeah, is our lunch getting old? Oh, no. Oh, okay. I don't think we've got the the math right for this thing. Because thirteen hundred. Yeah, I'm looking at thirteen hundred, and I'm thinking that's like seven hundred seconds. Which is like 10 minutes. No, that can't be right. Maybe the tempo's set differently. Maybe, yeah. One, two, three. No, that seems... Every half second? Yeah. Wait. Oh, so we need to double it. Is it the other way around? Yeah, every... So every um, bar? Yeah. Four beats? Every... Is two, oh, is two is seconds. Is two seconds. <laughs> we both totally agree. Yeah, yeah, you take that, cut that in half Right, okay. So it's Yeah, 45 minutes. 2,600 seconds. We should take a break. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. <laughs> That's the only reason why we're like, stretch, oh, come stretch it out. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm looking at this time and thinking, what the... F <laughs> really? We talked about so fucking much. All right, I'm going to stop it from the iPad. Oh, oh, do it. Making you a cocktail. This is becoming a well. We already said this is going to be a hunchback regular. Yeah, I'm excited. There's a strainer that you're putting on top. I want to make little uh, little music snippets for these. Oh yeah, yeah. the uh, like a different one each time that represents the. No, no, no. For for our uh, oh, like segments. Like we'll do like a little jingle. Yeah. This is Cocktail Corner. Cocktail time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there we did it. So. <laughs> You're going to pull that out and add a, add some background music? Yeah. And every time we have a cocktail, each episode, I guess I'll do all this. Oh, that doesn't need any background music. No? No, that's gold. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. <laughs> There's a podcast I listen to that does have jingles between each segment. Yeah. And um, they have uh, one for <clears throat> reaching into their mailbag. Uh-huh. And it goes, uh, put your hand into, mail, into my mailbag and grab me a letter. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. That seems almost, yeah, <laughs> like it. So what is this? What have you made me? It's, it looks like caramel. Yeah. Like a very watered down caramel. Yeah. Um. Page is saying, yeah, it's caramel. Mm -hmm. hmm. I 
Oh. Oh, he says. I kind of like that. Wow. Okay. Hmm. He likes it. It's definitely a mammal. <laughs> I forgot about this uh, this rating scale. What did you have last time? A reptile? Like a gecko or something? Okay. Or an iguana? Something slimy and gross. Yeah. It's eyes look in different directions <clears throat> at the same time. This has some uh, mm. meteor qualities to it. Some... Would it be really easy to design a um, VR headset for a for a reptile? Because <laughs> they don't have as much depth perception. Oh, like from the perspective of a snake? No. I just mean for a snake, like putting a little oh. <laughs> headset on a snake. <laughs> okay. They'd think they were in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just flat. <laughs> it's just a piece of paper. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is home. Uh, I don't know how to describe this, though. Ooh, I think it's a good thing. I think some of the best cocktails mm. should be, you shouldn't really be able to pinpoint every ingredient. It should become a whole new thing. Sometimes. Is it whiskey based? It's not. It's not. This is called the Martinez. The Martinez. Which might sound like a martini. But it's... N I know it's not. It's not. Because of the way you said <clears> that. <throat> right. Cool. Uh, I'll, re I'll read a little blurb here. The Martinez cocktail is a precursor to the martini. Oh. And also directly re related to the Manhattan. Its abundant use of red vermouth mm. decreases the amount of alcohol in the cocktail overall, but maximizes flavor. With the addition of maraschino liqueur, which you had last Maris time. Uh, yep. So that, that is the... The, common, uh, the com common ingredient from the from the last cocktail, from the bourbon crusta. Uh, with the addition of maraschino liqueur, even in a small measure, makes for a delightfully complex cocktail worthy of investigation. For a side-by-side -side comparison, mix up a Martinez, a Martini, and a Manhattan and sip them with your friends. This is th that sort of... Um, it requires further investigation mm -hmm. is totally true yeah like i'm getting very different aftertastes the longer yeah, yeah yeah i wait it's every time i sip it it seems yeah surprising right i don't know why no i was really impressed with this one when i had it the first time because yeah there's a lot going on mm. um but it's all very all very pleasant like all of the different yeah. flavors are all good but different enough that they balance out really nicely um cool well that's exciting so yeah. it is it is uh it is kind of a unique cocktail in the sense that the base spirit i guess it's not really a spirit but the base ingredient the ingredient that is uh in there the most <laughs> is red vermouth so it's two ounces of red vermouth one ounce dry gin Ooh. yep a dash of orange bitters and the maraschino liqueur i like it yeah and i think it's a mountain goat we we also learned something else yeah i i slightly tricked you 
in the sense that this also has orange and cherry flavors. Ooh. And the last time, you were that, like, ah, oh, maybe that's why I don't like the bourbon crusta. Ah, because but this has is, that elements in it. It has those two flavors. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's not super sweet in the no. in the traditional sense, but it is. It's got a sweetness to it. It has a sweetness to it, and it's not. It's not like warming. Like mm. soup, like a like if it had you know more gin alcohol or, in yeah it. more alcohol, it's um, really kind of laid back and yeah smooth. It does taste like a summer cocktail. Yeah. Oh, do you know what it reminds me of? Hmm. Pims. Oh, I need to get a bottle of Pims. Pims is really good. Pims yeah. and lemonade. Oh, sprites. Okay. Uh, is that called Pims cup? That's is just how drink? you drink Pims. Okay. There's a drink called Pim a Pims cup. Okay. But I don't know. Pim's is a very uh, summery drink. This reminds me a lot of that. Here we go. So Pim's cup is two ounces of Pim's number one. Cu- oh, weird. This is confusing. So Pim's cup, the cocktail, has two ounces of Pim's number one cup. And then you, bu- you put that in a tall glass filled with ice and fill it with ginger ale. Mm. And garnish with a cucumber spear. That's a Pim's Cup cocktail, but one of the ingredients is a Pim's Cup. Oh, that's crazy. So it's like a recursive. <laughs> I think Pim's, isn't Pim's Cup? That's the name of the, the, name of of the, the spirit. The, yeah. So It's not really a spirit. Okay, is. so it is a proprietary British bottled spiced gin sling cocktail. Yeah. Holy crap. It's a bottled cocktail. Yes. Okay. So it's already a cocktail, <clears throat> and then we... Add, um, a, add stuff to it. Soda or whatever. To yeah. It. Interesting. Um, Pims is excellent. We should. I will. Uh, yeah. The, we should compare. Get a bottle of that. This. But I like this. And I think it might be because I like Pims. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Good. I feel good about that. Mm. Um, I do think it's a, it's like a gateway gin drink. Because mm. you don't have to like gin to like, think to like this. This is a very... I, I think you do have to like sweet vermouth, though. I haven't tried a lot of gin. I have tried vermouth. Yeah. Vermouth, um, I was I always... Sorry, when I say I haven't tried gin, I haven't drunk a lot of gin. Yeah. Like, it doesn't stand out to me as a... Memorable or... Spirit, like, yeah. Yeah, something that you seek out or... Right. Yeah. Um, so, this is a Martinez. Martinez. So, if I if I went to a bar, is it likely I'd be able to order it? I think so. Yeah, if you went to a a bar that had like a cocktail menu, mm. you know, with a Martinez, decently trained bartenders, they would they would know. Um, okay, and there is there's a lot of kind of mystery around the the actual authentic recipe. Yeah, and the proportions are have been kind of mixed up over the years. Um, oh, cool. I think so. When you when you use the recipe on your app, did it tell you which um, time you'd used it from? Is this a modern Martinez? Oh, no, is this a, it's, it doesn't say that. Oh, it's a different um, app. It's a different app. Yeah, okay. the same the same maker, but it doesn't have that historical. Let it me see. Let me see if it's in the historical one. You didn't. It didn't say this was like an eighteen twenty one Martinez. It might, it might be in this. Oh, it is in the old one too. Oh, nice. Oh yeah. Okay, so there are old variations. Um. Whoa. Okay, this is way well not okay. Maybe not way different. So the original Martinez cocktail. 
was one ounce red vermouth, one ounce Jennifer, Jennifer. We mm. talked about this. The gin. Dutch, the Dutch based gin, which is not a dry gin. It's that yeah. sweeter kind of gin uh, with more flavor going on. Yep. So the original Martinez, 1884, had equal parts vermouth and gin. Two dashes Angostura bitters, two dashes Curacao, which is the orange flavor. Yeah. But no um, maraschino. Oh, interesting. And then in 1887, the maraschino liqueur came in, and the red vermouth was bumped up to two parts. Two parts. And optional two dashes of gum syrup, which I don't have. What the hell is gum syrup? It's like a really thick... Oh, simple it, syrup. Like it like increases the viscosity of yes. the cocktail. Yeah, so it doesn't water oh, it down it, as much as simple syrup does because it's less watery. Yeah, and it just kind of makes it kind of silky and kind of like adding honey. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, except maybe it mixes more easily. Right. And there's a final variation, 1891, uh, which adds some absinthe. <laughs> mm. Interesting. Cool. Oh, and it was renamed in 1891 to, you speak French, right? Because no. you're from England? Nope. <laughs> they tried to teach it to me for years. Le, 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 I'm not going to try. Um, le Roll? Yeah. Le, 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 le. Yeah. The, um, uh, because it starts with an A, mm-hmm. you don't use le or la. Okay. Um, because you got it. It just is, blends in. Yeah, it's yeah. harsh to have the yeah, two yeah, vowels yeah. next to each other. To do the glottal stop. And yeah. Kind of li- yeah. So, so it just blends. Okay. Uh, hmm. So where do I go from here? So you, you yeah. like this cocktail. I like it. It's not, it's not a dog. <laughs> yeah. I said mountain goat because I initially thought sheep, but because mm. I think it still has the um, creepy slitty eyes, <laughs> slitty pupils. Okay. Slitty eyes is dangerous. Slitty mm. pupils. Mm-hmm. Like the, like, where does that eye come from? Like, is that a separate evolution? Mm. How does that come about? It makes me uncomfortable. Probably, probably gin. Yeah. You can't, you can't look into those eyes and feel <laughs> trust. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you feel here. You're, you're, yeah, you're pleasantly surprised. Yeah. But you're I, a little skeptical. Yeah. I've still would and, like some distance. Uh, between the two of us, but right. I understand that it feels compassion and <laughs> it has a family structure. You have an understanding, yeah, and it's working. There's, there's the relationship em- is working just at some yeah at some level here. There's empathy there. It's yeah. kind of rare. It's up in mountains. Like um, I don't encounter it every day right. as I would a sheep. Yeah, I don't encounter sheep every day. And the recipe for the mountain goat has changed a little bit over the years. Oh yeah, it's evolved. It has. Most definitely. A little bit of little cherry. Rough, rough around the edges. Flavor. Comes yeah. and goes. Um, you know, it it survives. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I still don't know what to make you next week, but <laughs> or next time. Uh, we could I could continue on this kind of the survey of different kind yeah, of Yeah, I think it I think it would be good to go in an entirely different direction. All right, I'll do I'll do a survey. Yeah. Instead of trying to perfect my your specific taste get your perfect cocktail yet let's let's keep on I, this journey i think having a full survey first yeah is going to give us a great venn diagram mm-hmm. and then we can kind of yeah divide and conquer and yeah i think this is a, i think this is a great <clears throat> segment to continue yeah 
because people will have different tastes, mm -hmm. but it doesn't matter because we're talk. you know, I'm the one sat here. Right. It's all about so, you. Yeah. And okay. Cool. Great. Martinez. Martinez. That was a uh, better than most. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. So yeah, if you order this at a bar, chances are good. They'll uh, I'm going to guess it. And, yeah. they'll, and they'll have um, there might be a some good bartender variation. will say like, Ooh, I'm, I'm excited that you ordered this. I have my own way that I do Ooh, the Martinez. Okay. And it's, you know, maybe it's equal parts. It's a little something. Maybe I add in a little, you know, bonus house yeah. ingredient. Going to be able to, uh, yeah, it sounds like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I can rate To be bars. fair, I've never ordered the Martinez. <laughs> so could, everything you're saying. It could, could be. completely be in the books. Okay. And no one's ever. I'll try. Ordered it. Um, Next week, we yeah. will be going to a bar. Okay. Very likely together. Because we have a Justin from Massachusetts. Yes. And we are yes. celebrating the fact that he's no longer going to be our co-worker. Yeah. Wait. Wait. <laughs> uh, no, we're not. Yeah. He's moving on. We're super sad. He's going to be He's going to be Justin, Justin the White Yeah. now. Uh, when he comes back. Oh. Is he's still Justin the Grey. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. But we're... Then we'll really celebrate. Yeah. When he's just in the white. So... And he'll have white hair. Yeah. So I'll try ordering a Martinez and... Yeah. We can both report back on how that goes. Yeah. Hopefully, you won't vomit all over a train station. Right. Which is what happened the last time we went to a... I don't room. remember that. <laughs> which is why... <laughs> which is why it happened. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah. we'll we'll find out if I just completely trolled you and made up the Martinez when you try to go to order it. I mean, <laughs> really, you just I don't think Pims. you've looked at it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just asked Jess, "What is that actually like?" I want to get this on the second try. Um, yeah, cool, cool. So, do we need to start making like more segments? We could. I think we could. That we could easily jump into. It could be a thing. Yeah, because we, we don't easily jump into anything yeah. currently. It's we should, all we should ask people transfers. to email us. We've never done that. <laughs> yeah. Do we have a do we have an email? Um no. Oh. We have a Ian plus hunchpig at iancanderson.com. <laughs> <laughs> which is what the website says. <laughs> uh yeah. I mean, now that we have sponsors, Actually, though, yeah. we could maybe afford an email address. We do have a um, we do have a domain name. Right. I could set up emails for both of us. You could. Matt at hunchbig.audio yeah. and Ian at hunchbig.audio. Yeah, pay for those, though. That's fine. Sponsor. I'll source it out. Sponsor money. With the sponsor income that we have. Yeah. Um, maybe if you email us, you have to pay for our email yeah. account. There's That's a, part uh, of the deal. There's a podcast I listen to called Smart Enough to Know Better, okay, uh, which is two Australian guys, um, mostly talking about science and history, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, one of them is genuinely comes across as a terrible person, which is why I love listening to it. Uh -huh. um, they do a segment where one of them sends the other one into a time machine. Mm -hmm. Back in time, they have an hour, and on mm. the next episode, they'll say what they how they spent that hour. Okay. Um, oh, to a sp they send you to a specific year. A specific year and Time. location. <clears throat> okay. And you have an hour there. And what can you achieve in an hour? That's fun. 
Um, and one of them always does something awful. And you can't bring any technology back with you other than the time machine? Right. But you can bring knowledge. Okay. So one, wow. of, one of them brings back the fact that ivory is incredibly valuable. <laughs> and so teaches the indigenous people how to oh, no. <laughs> harvest ivory. Oh. <laughs> yeah. He's, so he's, he tries to be... He's genuinely... Horrible, yeah. horrible person. It's fantastic. Um, but they have an email each. Mm -hmm. And if you have something to say about... So if someone has a complaint about Ian... They should right. email matt at hunchbig.audio. And if what? anyone has a complaint about Matt, they should email uh, Ian at hunchbig.audio. And then I... And, and then we, we can... We chastise each other in the next... Exactly. Episode. Okay. I like that. Okay. I'll make the emails so that when this podcast goes out... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I think well, we should... I think we should really double down on... I know we've taken Hunchbig really seriously yep. in the past. A past year past year yeah maybe it's time i think a year you know we've, we've honeymoon period's over we gotta get serious yep uh, we gotta start tweeting start making segments uh segments we're gonna need segment io Ooh. for all those segments gotta set up a lot of stuff maybe we'll get some real analytics going so we can no, no okay. i don't think we need that no, that's too much that's too much yeah we'll just go by the yeah the s3 bill <laughs> continue <laughs> just go by the s3 bill. yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, there's nothing, is there anything actionable, really? It's, you know, it's one of those metrics where it's like, oh, we got more listeners. Does that mean anything? No. Does it mean anything if everyone stops listening? No. Okay. I don't think so. No, we just keep, we just keep going. Keep going. I like that. We've got to have a, a huge <clears throat> sort of backlog so that right. when new people come in. I mean, this is art. This isn't a product. Right. This is this is our artistic vision of the world. What a podcast should be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, like I said, we're stealing all the best bit from other podcasts. Right. Good. Cool. I like it. I do want to have a sound soundboard. Have I mentioned that before? I should make a note here. Yeah, you. Sh we should get a soundboard. Uh, yeah, I want to like have. I I want one as well. I mean, I really enjoyed messing around with the levels and. Yeah whose ear people were in. I mean, I think a lot of pod, I think most every podcast puts in sound effects after the fact. Oh, right. We should do it live. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to do a live, yeah. a live show. Make some, not just a live show, but like, yeah, make some jingles. Yeah. Well, I like the new, like where we have the jingle at the beginning already. Mm. That's great. That's less work. Put you in the element. <laughs> right. <laughs> that actually is less work for me. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The royal we. Um, the royal me? The royal me. That might be a good title. The royal me. <laughs> um, the royal Martinez. Oh. Is there a royal version? Is there a royal version Just of every cocktail? cheese. Isn't is that, that, is that what makes it royal? <laughs> Isn't that what like a, like a chicken like a, royale sandwich is? <laughs> from Burger you, King? I don't know. Just oh, my general, do you add cheese? I think, isn't everything royal at Burger King? Seeing as... <laughs> well, well, good point, but... Well made. Have you ever seen, have you, do you know what I'm talking about at all? No. A royale, or is it a royale or a royal? Like, I'll get a steak royal. It's very, I think You won't get a steak regional. royale? I don't know. I, now I can't remember if it's royal or royale. Is that just Roy and <laughs> Al? 
Like they invented it? <laughs> yeah. The original kings. Yeah. Alan Roy. The two kings. But Alan Roy sounds terrible. Yeah. Royal. Roy and Al. Mm -hmm. Royal. Mm -hmm. Yep. Etymology. Etymology. Right Tell your friends. Yep. Mm. We talked a lot during the break with um, other human beings. Yeah. About Steven Universe. We didn't talk a lot about Steven Universe. We talked a lot about um, gender. Mm. Uh, Paige, a couple of days ago, told me that she was a boy. Yeah. Your response was... She she might actually be a little too young to, to, to choose. Figure that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's a definitive age. No. Necessarily, but... Uh, I think it is interesting she's, that... Uh, she's in her two. Yeah. Two years. In her twos. In her twos. Yeah. It is interesting. She's about to be three. It is interesting. Um, there's clear boy and girl puck buckets mm. for her. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I don't know if there's much to that. This wasn't a prompted, like... Maybe it's not a clear bucket. I didn't ask her. I mean, are you... You're assuming that she has a clear boy and girl bucket, but she could just say, I'm a boy, and it could be not a clear... Right. Differentiation, but it's a slight differentiation. Yes. Could be like, oh, I'm feeling boyish. You know, I don't know. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. No, I don't know either. Uh, let's just keep talking about it. <laughs> um, Paige and I have been watching Steven Universe. Yeah, what is that? Uh, this is a children's show. Okay. About Steven. Steven mm -hmm. Universe is his name. Mm -hmm. I don't... It's reminding me of uh, the... What's his name versus the world? But that's... Boy Meets World? No. Corey Matthews? Not Meets World. Boy... Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. That versus, was a movie. Versus the world? Is that what it's called? Sure. Okay. That's all. I mean, it's... Steven Universe reminds you of Scott Pilgrim because versus... Because the word universe. <laughs> that's honestly... In your mind, it means the world? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's the world. Universe. Exoplanets. Oh, yeah. Come on. Wasn't there that star with the... Like five or six Earth-like planets orbiting it? Is that what you're talking about? No. Yeah, that is what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? Yeah. That, okay. That system, uh, uh, what's it called? Andromeda 1? Tetris 3? <laughs> Tetris 3. You know. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what the Tet in Tetris stands for? Uh, yes. Here's a little fucking snippet for you. Tetrahedron he is based on the same. Yeah. Yep. What so does it mean? means, you know, five. Yeah. Yeah, there are always four blocks on all of the Tetris shapes. Oh, Tetris. Tetris. Okay. All right. I didn't know that until a couple of days ago. Tetris. I like it. Tetris. Exoplanets. Exoplanets. There could be life out there. There this, probably right. is. <clears throat> so, yes, I think there is. Out there, you know, yeah. somewhere. Now, it's likely. this system is 40 light years away from us. Okay. With these exoplanets. Um, which means it takes light 40 years to travel yep. between here and there. That's so the light we're seeing is 40 years old. Is 40 years old. Um, assuming is, we wait for that. Assuming that's how we're... I mean, right. there, there's more complicated ways to yeah, which is, detect things out there. Which but, is not long on the scale of... Right, or far away. Right, yeah. So 
given that, and there's three planets, three of these planets, I think, that are potentially in the right temperature range to have liquid water, which is a mm. big precursor for life. For um, carbon-based For carbon-based life. life that... I think so. Okay. Um, for biology as we know it, I guess. Um, so, given that, there's definitely way more of these. Way oh, out yeah, there. yeah, yeah. So, like, there's got to be. It's got to be life. Yeah. I think the problem for us at the moment are the distances. Right. Um, seeing as we can't get close to the speed of light. It's going to, yeah. Like, even, even like, point two of the speed of light is going to be difficult. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be such a tease if they're like, oh, yeah, there's totally life here. Like, we, we just... We just need to get there. We just detected these molecules in the atmosphere that, you know, there's oxygen, there's blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. Um, so there must be life there. Like, what if we figure that out in the next few years and yeah. then are just like, oh, like how much of a tease is that to like every like space nerd and nerdy like biologist? Well, I, I think if, if we find that out, um, it then becomes a race uh for countries to for someone to get there yeah right because or for them to get here Ooh. uh yeah <laughs> them um the others we should well then there's also the question of so we show up say we get there so, you know the royale we <laughs> and we show up royale and the rest of us yeah royale you know yeah. neil armstrong um i think he's done is he done yeah, probably. I don't think he'd want to go. Okay. I don't want to speak on his behalf. Sure. Um, Elon. Let's say Elon. Right. Let's say he goes. Yeah. We shouldn't send him. No. No. <laughs> we should keep him here. <laughs> yeah, we should keep him. Uh, anyway, so we show up. Right. I feel like we're going to mess it up. Oh, like, yeah. We, we would bring bacteria and like yep. all sorts of organisms that we wouldn't try to and right. mess up the ecosystem there well i don't know i guess i'm assuming that they have a they would have a super fragile ecosystem and but like do like do we but, that makes you think like do we have a fragile ecosystem we kind of I mean, we do, do right like yeah we've been ruining it pretty easily <laughs> for a while now in different ways yeah um I also, eliminating whole you know slews of species without even knowing it really right um and with knowing it but um, yeah, it just makes me wonder how we approach that situation. Like, okay, there's life there. Now what? Like, right? how do we study it without interfering with it? Or do we want to interfere with it so it doesn't, so it's not a threat at some point? Like, yeah, there's a lot of questions there on how, and I think there would be a lot of controversy about, you know, there'd be some purists who would say, don't touch it, don't mess it up. You know, maybe right. in the same sense where it's like, um, environmentalists here, you know, are there, are there space environmentalists? That's like, no, don't touch. Cause it's like all environmentalists. You think about the earth. Yeah. Right? But is there, is there this like greater, I think there would be right. This right. person is just like, no, well, it's like the universe is, yeah, you there's, know, there's that, uh, the prime directive <clears throat> in Star Trek, which is only being observers, like not interfering with, uh, yeah. um, races who aren't at the same technological level. As yourself, okay. Um, 
don't take over a planet for its resources. Well, it, it's also more like don't don't go down and give um, technology to a race that hasn't oh. reached that technological level because they need to get there on their own. Don't interfere with other cultures that you maybe don't fully understand. Right. Hmm. I don't know if we'd be able to to not to not that, yeah know? like we we enjoy <laughs> like it would be such a yeah like yeah there's all this build up for hundreds of years of like oh can we get to the moon and then it's like okay we got to the moon can we like why would we just stop right right where we're like oh there's life out there cool yeah no i don't i don't see that happening i don't see that happening i feel like we would i mean but then again, even if we were determined, like, okay, we're going to do this, like you said, it's so far away. Yeah. Even this close, you know, quote unquote, close one is 40 light years away. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah How I many mean, light years is the moon away? <laughs> <laughs> How far have we gone it's so in, far? It's in light minutes, I think, the moon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, these oh. exoplanets are also in light minutes, but. What do you mean? You know, there's a certain amount of light minutes to get there. Well, yeah. But usually once you get to one day, you start yeah. talking about in light days. Got it. Oh, light, yeah. Hours, light hours. Light hours, light days, light years? Light months? No. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no light months. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, this is another question I had. So I was reading this article with the ex about the exoplanets, and it said... um. Like, for example, it said one of these planets, I think it was maybe the closer one, um, it does a full year in one and a half days, a full rotation around its star in one and a half days. But it didn't specify when it said one and a half days, are those Earth days or are yes, those, those will be Earth days. exoplanet days? Isn't the, because Mars has a 23 hour day, I think. Okay. Or it's like very close to... I was going to say, that's weirdly close. It's very close to um, Earth days. But um, the pilots of rovers on Mars have to adjust <laughs> their work day to match yeah. Mars time, basically. <laughs> so they work on right. Mars time, which is weird. So sometimes it'll line up and then it just gets... Yeah, they're, yeah. they progressively <clears throat> move into working at night yep. on Earth and then moving... <laughs> Working back in the day. So, like, their start time is 8 a.m. Mars time. Right. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Well, it also depends on where the rover is, right? Because it could be a different time zone on right. Mars. It yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Mars, Mars has time zones. <laughs> I don't know. The rovers don't move far. Okay, yeah. So, like, it's not like they're cruising. Well, yeah, because it takes so long for us to... Um, receive images and then give messages mm -hmm. that they can only move. Um, it's like a couple of miles in years. Okay. Um, like so, the total distance is very small. So is that, is that a specific, like if I just got in my car and drove really slowly, would I be a rover at that point? Like where's <laughs> the, where's the line? Where's the line? From roving to driving. To driving. Or to yeah, the rovers move traveling. They're moving at like meters per hour, I think. You're not really traveling, you're roving. You're just kind of you're just kind of meandering, loitering. Um, okay. Moseying. Mhm. Mm I have a good mosey. 
the Mars Mosier didn't didn't make the cut. <laughs> they went with Rover. They're like, yeah, Mosier sounds a little lazy. Did they know, give them all names? I don't know if we can get billions of dollars of funding for that. <laughs> Mosier. I don't know. Do they all have names? Do they Voyager? Are they all called that one? Are they all called Rover? Isn't there a Mars Voyager? I think that's a ship, though. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Not the Rover. Well, Rover is a Rover. <laughs> What's your question? Rover is always a Rover. <laughs> Explorer. Explorer? Isn't that a thing? <laughs> An Explorer is a thing. Much. I don't know much about that. It's space. a word. The Mars Explorer. Sounds right. That, yeah. I agree. <laughs> that sounds right. Mars Voyager. Are these all just Star Trek? No. <laughs> I don't know. The Mars Enterprise. I also don't know much about Star Trek. So. <laughs> oh, the Mars Millennium Falcon. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. Wasn't that? The Mars Death Star. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. It was my birthday. It was your birthday. Was. Happy birthday. Thank you. See, we should have a button for that. Oh, like, boom. Birthday button. Yep. Confetti comes down from the... Yeah, all visual stuff. Happens. What is what There's is no that? audio? There's no audio at all. Just us. What is this above us? Yeah. Oh, that's a confetti machine. That's a confetti cannon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is a weird. So that's a jet. It's the brand is Jet. Okay. <clears throat> it's like a. Uh, it's plugged in filter, for the basement. Yeah. So the guy that lived here, the the family that lived here before. The, there was a wood shop in here oh. and a lot of sawdust. Okay. And he would use this to um, filter. filter out the sawdust. But he... You're he, looking for a different word. Well, he said he he didn't say much to us, you know, when we bought the house, but right. he did say, do not use... I'm going to leave this here, but do not use it for filtering air. It's on the ceiling. I know. And he said something about, like, if you use it to filter air, you could die. I swear he said something like that. It's... But, like... What else could it possibly filter? Right. Without killing you? I, I don't... I should have asked him more questions. <laughs> but now... Because, like, yeah, it filters sawdust it's, out of the air. It doesn't filter... You don't put straight sawdust into it. <laughs> like, and gets out filtered sawdust. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> know. <laughs> it takes the air out of the sawdust. What... I don't understand. I've I've been afraid of it. There's a button to turn it on, and I think it would just kill me instantly. If I'd known, I'd be afraid of it as well. <laughs> yeah, I should try to sell it. I now will. What? Well, it's, it's plug. It's plugged in and everything. You didn't unplug really it. Big and expensive. No. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it look expensive? It does. It looks nice and. Huh. It's just a death machine. <laughs> <laughs> what could it do to kill me? Like. <laughs> Does the machine it's, gun just come out? It's so full of sawdust <laughs> that instead of filtering sawdust, it or no, adds maybe it's because the there's no sawdust in the air currently. Maybe that's what he meant because he got oh, all of it, it out. He got all the sawdust out, so then it doesn't know what to do. <laughs> it just kills everyone. <laughs> it just kills. <laughs> just, it yeah. gets so confused that I don't know. Okay, it's a jet. Maybe it's a jet engine. Okay, let's not turn it on <laughs> for, for your birthday. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> This episode never airs. <laughs> it does say uh, air filtration system on the side. Well, you that, can't see that. That's misleading. <laughs> <laughs> Something is misleading me here. I don't know if it's a person or that label. Uh, so 
That's that story. Okay. It gives me a nice segue into the next thing I want to talk to you about. Death. Which is sleep. Oh. Because this is yeah. going to keep me up at night. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I downloaded an app mm. that tracks my sleep. Okay. And what I've learned... From your watch? Yeah. Okay. What I've learned is... When do you charge your watch now? Ooh. Oh. I'll get onto that. Okay. Um, what I've learned is that I don't sleep, according to this app. Apparently, my sleep is very restless. Okay. Wow. <clears throat> I didn't know. Um, I think I need to... Now that you know... Now what? I don't know. Now, I think it's making me sleep less. Do you get... <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm worried about the more you look at it. Well, now you like check in the middle of the night. Right, am I like, sleeping? Am I- <laughs> I'm not sleeping. What's it? <laughs> What's wrong with me? Oh, I better check again in an hour. <laughs> um, I hope I remember. I'll set an alarm. <laughs> huh? Uh, do you have apnea? Maybe apnea? Sleep apnea? Oh, where I'm not sleeping because I'm worried about the app. Detecting my sleep? No, that's a real thing. <laughs> is it? Yeah, I don't know what it. I think it means that you're. You is it like nap? It's like yeah. you don't get enough oxygen while you're sleeping. Oh, so then you wake up. Your body like forces you to wake up because it thinks you're suffocating. Because it thinks you're dying. Oh God, could be. It could be. Maybe you need an air filtration system. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah, and then you can get this uh, machine that you hook yourself up to oh. every night. Like an old person, and oh god, yeah, I don't want to do any of that. Well, now you you got the app; it's your fault. Let's have a look. You had to find out. It's called Auto Sleep, and it doesn't install anything on my watch. You just have to wear the watch. It's what? just it's just taking the normal oh, the the data the normal data that goes through the motion data. Yeah, through the health app. Or um, actually, so last night I got eight eight hours sleep, which is okay. perfect on the dot. Eight hours zero minutes. How long were you in bed? I was awake for 16 hours. I was awake for 41 minutes. Okay. um, During the night, which is pretty good. Yeah. How many times did you get up to feed your baby? Zero. That's what our, if I did that, it'd be like. Yeah, there's like, there's like an hour period. You were up at 2.30. Oh yeah, I was literally standing up and feeding (laughs) our son. There was a, like an hour where I was awake from um, five to six. And then I only got a bit more sleep before having to go to work. Hmm. It's like, yeah, that's fucking, I should have got up and done something. Mm. Yeah. Well, now I'm curious. I feel like it. So your question was, when do I charge my watch? Right. Cause I charge my watch right at night. I go to bed. So when I'm there and it doesn't necessarily need to be charged then. Right. But if I don't charge it then, I don't have a routine to charge it. And then it... So when I wake die. up in the morning, yep. I charge... I put it on its charger. Uh-huh. And I go have a shower. Mm-hmm. And when I come back, it's usually at 90%. Wow. Uh, so I put it on. Do and you then... fall asleep in the shower? <laughs> <laughs> no. You think I'm missing <laughs> data here? Um, and then when I go up um, to bed... Mm-hmm. I'll take my watch off and mm-hmm. go brush my teeth. Mm. And I come back in like the in like the five minutes it's been charging, it pretty much charges up. I'm mm. amazed how little charging it needs. Yeah. That's yeah, that's surprising. Yeah. 
You have the, having, you having have the series one, series right. two. Having said that, I am currently at forty four percent. Yeah, it's pretty early in the day. But the thing is, it charges um, quicker the lower it is. Okay, like getting from <laughs> yeah. zero to sixty percent is mm-hmm. much quicker than getting from sixty to one hundred. Interesting. That's <laughs> just the nature of batteries. Oh, good to know. Yeah, diminishing returns, kind of. Exactly. Yeah. Getting from 90 to 100% is really hard. Huh. Today so, yeah, I learned. That's the thing. Well, uh, I I had yeah. titled this topic, I don't sleep, but I just looked at my app and disappointingly, I do sleep better. You do sleep. <laughs> than I thought. Goals. Yep. I don't, I don't know. Hmm? I don't know. I made that card goals. Goals. But I don't know what to say about it. Uh, I don't feel like I have a, some well-defined goals in life. In life, wow. Okay. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where the true mm. reasoning for us even recording anything comes out, which oh. is the whole yeah, Ian checking up on whether I'm okay. <laughs> right. Uh why? Yeah. Why are we here? What are we doing? What are we doing? Why are we doing it? Why are we doing it? What's the point? Mm. To help each other? Yeah. Maybe? Sure. Um, if you have some extra money. Okay. You can save a life by buying Ooh. malaria bed nets. Sorry. Oh. Anti-malaria bed nets. <laughs> Rather than bed nets even, that give you malaria. Even more effective. <laughs> <laughs> to save lives are the anti-malaria bed nets. Huh. If you buy a bunch of them, <laughs> a bunch, <laughs> about three thousand dollars worth, three thousand two hundred and eighty-two dollars worth, give or take. Okay, on average, that will save a human life in Africa. Three? How many dollars? Three thousand. Okay, two hundred eighty-two. That seems cheapish. Does it, okay for a human life? Because I've said that I've I've told a few people this and I've gotten mixed. Some th- people said, "Oh, really? That I, seems that seems like a lot." I feel like there are some products that offer better. <laughs> well, you see commercials all the time. It's like save a save a life for a dollar two dollars a month. A month. And yeah, like, really? Oh, okay, <laughs> that seems easy. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll save like two hundred. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so I've been I've talked about this before in the podcast, but I've been revisiting the um idea of a effective altruism oh okay uh which is <clears throat> this movement started by a 29 year old scottish professor named william mccaskill wow yeah and it's very cool it's it's all about um is he mccaskill Ma- mac mccaskill mccaskill i think okay. mccaskill um yeah and it's all about uh trying to figure out how we can be most effective with our time and effort and money to mm. do the most good in the world. Okay. Um, Noble goal. Yeah. And some of the subtext there is that a lot of the charities that we might think of contributing to by default are not necessarily effective. Right. In how, how many lives they're saving or how many lives they're affecting or the impact they're having the impact they're having. So it's all, it's kind of a nerdy 
logical approach on like how can we look at the data um, for all these charities and right. So what's the form of that? Is that like a website or a? There's a few pieces to it. There's one of his nonprofits is called GiveWell. GiveWell.org. Um, so if you go to GiveWell.org, you can see blog posts, research, crazy spreadsheets that you can try to figure out what's going on, oh. which is where I got that number, the $3,282 um, yeah. from one of their spreadsheets that tries to calculate the cost effectiveness of contributing to these different charities. So the Against Malaria Foundation is currently the top charity that they recommend giving to. Um, number one against malaria foundation the second one i think is uh, a deworming charity um uh parasite infections in sub-saharan africa yes yeah um and actually the third one is end funds deworming program okay so i've got the site up now mm, that's not good that was effective yeah didn't break a glass no we're good <laughs> oh we hear the water going throughout the house which scared me for a second i was like oh where's it flowing into now how did all that beer get into the pipes i'm amazed uh, you saved half of it i that was effective all right i'm gonna get some effective paper towels mm. i'll keep talking about this i'll keep yeah. people entertained while you do that oh my god the paper towels are right here you're not even leaving the room um, so yeah, yeah, this givewell.org looks great. Ian, thank you for, most of it is, I guess, centered around Africa. Is that a goal of theirs? It's not a goal, but it's where, I guess, most, most of the work needs to be done. Help. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, yeah, this feels like a good thing. One of the lines in that, um, infinity train, uh, was... You know, I'm more of a self-looking-ish kind of person. Okay. A self-ish? Mm. That's not the word I wanted. <laughs> so I guess when I mentioned goals, it was less of a... Improving. You're, not, you're not looking for the meaning of life? Right. You're looking for ways to... Yeah, I've usually had better yourself something I've been aiming for. Is that true for you? Is that true for most people? What's that? That you've been aiming for something um, throughout your life? Uh, for something consistently, you mean? Or, or at least re-guiding it? Yeah, or? like... This is a thing. I mean, I will say things were more um, clear, you know, during school time. <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm focused on. I want to get right. A's. I right. want to get. Um, I want to get into this college, and then I want to get a degree in this, want this many years or whatever. And then it's like, I want to get a job. job. Then you get a job, and then I want a different job. Maybe you want to get married. Maybe you want to, you yeah. know. Then you do that, and then maybe you want to have a baby, and then you do that. Um, and then, yeah, now things are a little less um, focused, I guess, as far right. as this is my singular goal in life, or my ne even my next specific thing. It's kind of 
right more wishy-washy i guess yeah um which i think is okay do you have like a goal at the moment that you're shooting for uh, i have a goal like uh, for example for example yeah. you had a goal to release an app right on the app store yeah and Did it. done that's done uh yeah i mean I've... why do you even wake up anymore because <laughs> the app's broken no <laughs> um well sometimes um a few things yeah yeah um i guess a goal would be trying to be a good father trying to figure that out hmm. trying to raise a kid yeah um in a, in a way that works um for them for them and, and us. for you <laughs> yep uh wanting to do more music this year is a goal that's a goal yeah or some music this year continuing mm. to do music, music in some sort uh yeah a couple things okay that i can think of right now some like house things yeah um i've, I've been messing around a lot with uh unity unity as a thing but it's pretty directionless yeah it's just like make a thing oh that's cool right which um which is good i think i mean i think yeah the when i think of when i learned ruby um it was not specific like goals it was like oh this is really fun i want to just keep playing around with this and right try different things out and then i'm learning a bunch in the process yeah um by making little things work and and stuff but um had I mentioned before, um, there was a author I saw give a talk about um, the video game Eve. Uh, Eve Online. About the economy, how it's a whole like separate yeah. world of... I think so, yeah. So he wrote what is essentially a history book. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It has actually appeared on this table. Awkward. Like it's here right now. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say we like looked yeah. at it last week or something. Then I was going to feel bad. Empires of Eve. Yep. Neat. Um, oh, you mentioned this. We had a walk the other day and you mentioned this, but I didn't. Oh, I, missed I haven't the mentioned context. it on the podcast. Yeah, I missed the context of uh, so he, um, what this was. But. He quits his job and <laughs> as, a, uh, as a journalist yeah. to write this book. Um, and then he ended up kickstarting it mm -hmm. to get it published. Um, cool. And now he's sort of, uh, given some talks. On Have it. you played Eve online? No. Okay. This is, uh, this has been very enjoyable. Cool. Actually reading this. It's, it's, interesting. it's interesting to me that you, uh, you haven't played this game and, you bought this big, beautiful book about the game. Yeah. Um, I think which I think is a more general thing these days where you have kids don't watch TV shows. They watch Twitch. They watch people playing video games rather than and there's a whole culture themselves. around it. Yeah. That you don't necessarily have to participate directly in. Yes. But you can enjoy it in all these other indirect ways. So I had heard about this book before hearing him talk. Mm -hmm. um, but... I had never considered buying it until I heard him talk about it. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so, I mean, he convinced me. Yeah. Um, and he he gave like an hour talk 
where he just concentrated on one of the chapters mm-hmm. and he told the story basically that he had written. Cool. Um, and that convinced me that I really wanted this. Um, uh, but there's an, there's an interesting, like in the forward, there was, he makes a statement that sort of speaks towards this dismissal mm-hmm. of um, video games right. as a thing. And he, he says here, for some people, the notion that Eve is real is absurd a way of placing false importance on a silly spaceship game and a byproduct of people taking the game too seriously. And he says the goal of this book is to convince people that that's not true. Hmm. So um, the the part that I know about Eve and the little bits that I've heard is that it's an it's a huge world. Right. It is there's a lot of politics at play. Yeah, and different warring factions, and uh, you know, historic kind of um, coups, and yep. like. Um, so the in- the interesting thing I yeah. found was that he uh, he's got this map of the um, world that they have, mm-hmm. um, and I'm I'm showing Ian a map. Maybe I'll throw something into the show notes. Um, and each dot on the map is a star system. Uh-huh. Which has planets. Okay. And so it's like a large area for people to go in. Right. Um, and sort of there's a section in the middle that is um, basically controlled by NPCs, which stands for non-player characters. Right. And that's where I think most... I mean, that's where everyone starts in EVE Online. So you start kind of interacting with bots. And yeah. And not necessarily there are people dealing with the MMO part of it right there are people there but there are rules like if someone attacks you the bots are gonna um you know attack you back Mm -hmm. to kind of um there are repercussions to your actions right now the book talks about all the area surrounding that is that is that happening in the same instance as everyone else though so if, if the bots are attacking me and you're near me can you see that they're attacking me for example yes okay so everyone's in the same game world Right. Um, which is different from other MMORPGs. Right. So there are there are two servers mm-hmm. for EVE Online, uh, Tranquility and Serenity. Right. I think. So Tranquility is where almost everyone plays. And the second server um, is where the Chinese play. Hmm. Because the government won't allow oh. Chinese players to play with everyone else. Interesting. So there are two instances. Um, but, uh, the book concentrates on tranquility, which is the server that everyone else plays on. Yeah. And, um, he's talking about this area surrounding the core of the game. I should have called that server loneliness. Loneliness. (laughs) It is a, it is smaller. Okay. Even though China is traditionally, um, uh, the Chinese are big into MMORPGs is Mm -hmm. my understanding. It's like a big cultural, it has a large cultural impact or Mm -hmm. at least larger than in the West. Okay. Um, But he talks about this area surrounding the core, which is called NullSec, which stands for no security. Mm. Um, So all of the systems have a security rating, which is how quickly or how likely NPCs are to scold you for your actions. Okay. And it's on a scale of zero to one. Okay. So where you start, it's like 100%. Like if you attack someone, the police are going to sweep in and shut right. you down. Right. Um, 
However, in, so every action you take, you have this kind of chance yes. that you that you weigh this risk of repercussions. Exactly, your wanted rating is going to increase. Whatever. Yep. Um, but the book concentrates about this null security section where it's completely lawless mm -hmm. and everything is defined by the players. Um, it's also where the most rewards are in terms of um, resources. Okay. So a lot of the economy is driven by mining raw materials. Yeah. And the richest um, materials are outside of... So if you play it safe, you're not going to get rich. You exactly. Got to take some risks. Okay. Um, yeah, I've just started reading it. It's fascinating. <laughs> they said when the game first came out, there was almost like this unspoken honor system. Okay. Where people wouldn't fight each other unless they were both prepared. <laughs> but that quickly evaporated. <laughs> and piracy was, you know, abound. Wow. Um, there's not a lot of... Uh, because there's no sort of like overarching authority. Government, yeah. Or government holding you to account. People kind of just went at it. Behave in their best interest. Yeah. Um, huh. They said a lot. A lot of the um, a lot of the battles degraded into psychological warfare. <laughs> um, so people realize that the best way to beat an opposing force is to demoralize them, not to play. Wow. Um, and so, <laughs> huh? There's a lot of uh, the darker that's, sides of humanity. Yeah, that's not the kind of dynamic you would want. As the per as the people who made this game, right? You do not want that. Well, actually, they mentality. So the developers of this game said they wanted to create this sort of dark future. Ugh. Like they wanted to imagine this world that was a lawless, yeah, kind of anything goes hellscape, and then let it be a, a commentary on humanity itself. Exactly. Whoa. And so you get these these big groups form up together and create their own organizations and their own rules and their own repercussions yep huh. that's neat yeah are there um what is his so he's a, he was a journalist he said yes did he focus on anything specific before this like a certain field or um, it, this seems like a sociologist like like dream yes to get this copy of the world and see so, kind of you know Lord of the Flies, like what would happen right. on this, um, in this scenario? That could be part of his background. He definitely, um, he approaches it as a journalist. Mm -hmm. So he's, you know, starts by doing um, extensive research on these various periods and then tries to get interviews with the, the main players. Um, but he, he does always approach something as, this is what was written down. This isn't necessarily what happened. Yeah. Um, and so he quotes a lot of forum posts. He um, is quoting a lot of things that happen, but uh, there is this definite um, sort of concept here of the victors writing the history books. Mm. So if, right. if a force does happen to demoralize a group into not playing the game anymore. Or not contributing in forums or whatever. Right. Then they can write whatever they want. Yeah. And so it's very Orwellian. Yeah, people are painted as monsters. Um, I don't think it's Orwellian. Orwellian is um, more like there's one. 
authoritative True, group yeah. defining yeah. everything. That rewrites history. Yeah. Yeah. This is just humanity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. But I've just started reading it. I'm enjoying it a lot. It's huge. It's yeah, very intimidating. It looks very well uh, put together. Yeah. Uh, but it's full of maps. It's full of pictures, uh, portraits of the various players. <laughs> um, but you, you don't have to know anything about Eve. Right. To enjoy this book. Um, I don't think he played Eve before really taking a huge interest in this. So he did end up playing it. He did end up playing it okay. as part of his research. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. I think what actually happened is he <coughs> started playing Eve online at his journalist job during oh, and, the day yeah. and then just tried to figure out... <laughs> How to make that work. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Account Details. What is this? Account Details is a new podcast you should listen to. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. They're, they're not a sponsor. This is just a free plug. Uh, friends of the show. We're generous. Matthew Jankowski. Oh. And okay. Benjamin Orenstein. Our first sponsor. Oh, yeah. So that, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. It's a throwback. Um, yeah, it's good. Check it out. Yeah. Account details. I randomly discovered it. I happened to be looking for a new podcast to listen to the same day they released their first episode. So I went into overcast and just hit like, you know, add new, you know, search for new or browse new podcasts or recommendations. And it was like the third thing down. I was like, what? That's. That's Jankowski's face. <laughs> like what? And he just, just released this today. It's Jankowski's cutout. The cardboard cutout. The yeah. cardboard cutout. Right. Talking to Ben. This is fantastic. I love everything about this already. Yeah. No, it's good. You'll enjoy it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Check it out. Subscribed. Account details. Huh. I'm excited for that. Android. Android? Netrunner? I bought an Android telephone. You still have an iPhone? Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, this is for work. Oh. Purchased it for work, for testing. Because I'm working on a mobile application that is cross-platform. Oh. Yeah. You're working on a mobile app? Yes. What's it called? It's called Zagster. Oh. Yeah. Really thought you were going to say Purple Train. <laughs> <laughs> that too, but I guess I've abandoned the Android... <laughs> part of that for a while okay. not abandoned but um recently become more interested in that yeah since i got it working for <laughs> other things already i was like oh, i'll try this out um okay yeah so i bought a device that was uh 111 dollars with tax unlocked okay a moto g4 play okay and um i'm impressed by it it was very cheap. Like, so that's what, one-sixth the price of, a, of the cheapest iPhone. Yes. Like the new iPhone 7, um, I think, starts at like 650 or $700 or something. Right. Unlocked. Um, so that's, a, I mean, that's great. Like for a computer, if you had one and you had another one that costs one-seventh, one-sixth the price, 
you would have some assumptions going in about the performance characteristics and the right uh, how responsive it feels and all that stuff. Um, you haven't felt that's been true. Well, I, th- I think it is true, but not to the not one sixth the speed or one sixth right. the performance. It's so I'm impressed with uh, hmm. the the value. I should say. Um, that being said, I think our Android feels very um, cartoonish. And like kind of Android in general or the yeah, phone that you no, have? No, I think it's Android. Okay. Which I shouldn't be surprised by because Google has the primary colors as their logo and it's very, you know, it's always right. had that kind of feel to it. More approachable. Um, I guess. Yeah. Do you think that's what they're shooting for? Or? I don't know. It's just, it feels a little like there's more whimsy hmm. Okay. in it. Uh, yeah. More like playfulness that can be kind of nice, but also feel kind of annoying. Maybe okay. if you're not used to it, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then there's also the, you know, it's infinitely customizable hmm. and therefore, um, less discoverable. Like, you know, things that, you know, on this Android phone compared to this Android phone, because there's a different launcher or whatever, things act differently. And right. I think that's better than it was at one point, you know, every carrier is a bit more put on their own. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of the phones are like trying to be more stock Android. I actually know very but, little about the Android world. But yeah, I, I I mean, I had the first Android phone ever. I had the T-Mo- T-Mobile G1. Okay. Um, I have it here somewhere at home. I should bring it out. Uh, which was amazing at the time because I was just like, I can put my Google contacts on here, like my <laughs> Gmail contacts and like call people. That's like that, that's yeah. blew my mind. It was so, so slow in you, hindsight, but you didn't have an original iPhone. No, I didn't have any Apple products until, um, uh, when was it? Two thousand. It was two thousand ten. I got a MacBook. Okay, but I got I didn't get an iPhone until twenty twelve. Yeah, iPhone five. The only reason I got my first introduction to Apple is mm-hmm. because my school had. Apple products. Okay. Yeah. So they had a, they had some deal with Apple, but they'd get it for cheap. Cool. And so we were taught on um, computing and stuff. Yeah. Cool. There was like, <clears throat> I don't know, 10 or something. of Those like really big colored ones. Oh, like that, the, huge the original one. iMac. Yeah. Yeah. The, with the neon colors. Yeah. And I think now they probably have laptops for everyone, but mm-hmm. Or iPads or both. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, I used to be very anti-Apple, um, but kind of got into Ruby, and that was like, oh, this is annoying on, on Windows. Windows, so yeah. I'll try Mac, and then I liked Mac, and then I... Everything you have is... I mean, <laughs> I have yeah. almost all Apple products. Now. It's like, <laughs> I mean, they, it's smart. They have... Everything integrates, right? Yeah. Like, it, they make it really hard to like oh i have everything apple except i have an android tablet like it just wouldn't make sense right like oh i don't have my photos on there i don't have my yeah iMessage. i don't know you know it's just they're good at locking you in yep yeah. and i'm actually fine at this point yeah Stock at some point you're just like fine with it because it's like <laughs> yeah. at some point you just come to terms with it well it's yeah. i don't know there's i think there's a lot of it where it's like my life's just easier if i just oh which android like there's a different android phone every day that comes out <laughs> I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to compare those. Yeah. Like, 
I want to compare. You want less choice. Two phones. Yep. You're like, do I want this big one or a small one? Eh, a smaller one. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, you can only regret so much. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, I should have gotten a bigger size. Okay. Whatever. Maybe next time. Yeah. You can only regret so much. <laughs> and then, yeah. At some point, if you just buy into it, like I've bought a lot of iTunes movies at this point. Yeah. And I just bought Logic, which is Apple's proprietary. Yeah. You know, you're, recording. Thing. I mean, you're stuck. Like at this point, my whole family is on photo sharing for Apple. <laughs> yeah. Like we cannot. There's no escape. There's no, no, no. Which is freeing. I really. Th- <laughs> 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 which is liberating. It's being so. Trapped. It really is. It is. I, I I understand where you're, where you're coming from. This sort of um, it frees you up to think about other things. Yes, but it it is hilarious nonetheless because it's exactly the opposite of right. Yeah, yeah, but it is. I I mean, this happens all the time. It is. Um, you feel better a lot of times if you have less choice. Right. Like this is why grocery stores don't stock everything. Because you can be paralyzed by that. Going back to my not not releasing an album in seven years. <laughs> right. I So I was really into this other audio program called Ableton Live. Have you heard of that? No. I, I don't think you've even mentioned it. Yeah. So <clears throat> for a long time, I was like, oh, it's the best way to do things. And it's got this really fluid approach where you can kind of there's a whole like other layer of creating music. Like you create a lot of loops and clips and stuff. And then you can okay. flip over to this other view that looks like a spreadsheet that shows you all of the little clips that you've recorded. I see. And you can then take that and it's another layer of flexibility where it's not this linear thing. You can just like trigger those right at any given point in time. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, this is the most flexible way to build songs. Yeah, and it is right. And in, in that sense, but then you never commit to anything or at least I didn't have the discipline to like, okay, when do I actually make this a song? Like right. I have all these little bits and boops and yeah. So, um, I don't know. I'm wondering if the, the more linear approach of logic will, where it's just like you just record, you can loop stuff or whatever, but right. It still has that idea of just like, this is the song. Right? Yeah. Um, I wonder if that'll help guide me to give me fewer choices and help me finish more things. But, yeah, choice can be paralyzing. Yeah. For sure. I think so. It's like, whenever we consider buying anything, I immediately look for a review list Yeah, that is only, like, five products. Well, that's that's why Wirecutter is amazing. Right. And Sweet Home. Yeah. That's what you want. You're just like, <laughs> like you know what, just tell me, like, I know it's a lie. I know there isn't the, a best one. Yes. Right? But just tell me the lie. Yeah, just give me five choices. I'll believe and some it. Things <laughs> I think are important. Right. And I'll choose. I'll choose the one. I'll, from be- I'll believe the lie for the next five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I'll assume until I can check out. <laughs> I'll assume there are only five air filters in the world. <laughs> yeah. And then, right. And then I'll they'll send it to me, and then the friction to send it back will be too high. Yeah. So I'll just be done. I'll just be happy. And it's like fine. Yeah. Which is yeah. I think it's an okay way to to do things right uh huh. <laughs> oh talking about options and i guess 
closing the worldview. So I was, uh, there was a story recently about, um, what was it? The White House, what is it called? The press event where they only allow the White House. Oh, not the correspondence center that Trump's not going to, um, the, like a press. Uh, Yes. I forget what it's called where the White House invites journalists to a briefing with press briefing. Yeah. Press briefing. And, um, I had been receiving a lot of, um, prompts about the story Mm -hmm. from various sources being like, this is something you should care about. Yeah. Um, and so I started looking at it and it's like, um, it's this very like, okay, um, there's this press briefing that happens Mm -hmm. and never before has the president said that a certain media outlet can't come. Couldn't come. Yeah. Wasn't invited. Yeah. Right. And that's happened. Right. And it's terrifying. And <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't. Yeah. Everyone's upset. Yeah. I was like, huh, that seems really like obviously bad. Okay. Like it, like there's no <laughs> good way to spin to this. To spin that. Yeah. And so I started trying to find a way to spin it. The good way to spin it. <laughs> Um, just out of curiosity or out of right i was like like how how is the yeah how are the trump supporters framing there's obviously detail here that's missing Uh because this is framed this cannot be as bad like if it's so obviously no one can see a good point to it right then how could it be happening well i think right and i my, my guess can i guess right what you came up with yeah my guess is that um the uh, the media is dishonest, quote right. unquote. Right, right. Therefore, why let them spin lies about us? Right. Right. This is a way of preventing deceit from happening by not letting CNN in. They can't report on it. So then right. we can you say even more like, oh, they're lying because they weren't even there. So right. they're making stuff up. Is that the spin that so you actually, found? Actually, that wasn't the spin okay. that I found. The spin I found was that... Um, these events have always not included everyone. Because you can't have every sure, okay. media outlet in America. Hunch pig. Turning up. We're not allowed to go. And reporting on it. Right. And so, oh, they had a word for it. But there was this word of basically like, um, the idea was that you'd have representatives from all points of view mm-hmm. coming to this press event. Right. And then distributing basically the information they received to everyone else in the press. Okay. So like, you know, Joe Schmo from yeah. newspaper. And Just like, I think it's like kind of like what Reuters or the Associated Press, like there's these kind of like primary sources that, um, this is at least how it works in my mind. Right. That kind of like get a lot of this information from firsthand account. Right. And then that's kind of syndicated through all the big newspapers or, or the smaller newspapers can't be everywhere, obviously. So they have to say, okay, what did the Associated Press exactly report on this? And yeah. you get that. And yeah. And so the the way it was spun to be a good thing <clears throat> was they were saying, oh, okay, well, CNN is represented by X. Yeah. They can just get their information from X. Like it's, oh, it's but, kind of a waste to have all these different people here watching the same thing. Right. But then like the far right is not represented. Yeah. So we brought in some far right. Uh-huh. Newslets. Hmm. And I was like, that, I mean, I know that's a spin. Right. 
but I can see reading that and wanting to believe it. Right. And just being like, yeah, this seems complete. Why is everyone freaking out over this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it comes down to, that's a good point. Right. Like if I, if I believe the fact that CNN is, is not a worthy news organization or, or they're biased or that it, more so than others or whatever. Right. Or it's reporting the same news as someone else. Right. Then, yeah, I can see how you could follow that with, okay, let's give someone else a chance. Right. Um, so is that what happened? Are there an equal amount of media outlets? It's just that they're different media outlets or like was CNN replaced with Breitbart or whatever? Right. Basically. Okay. Yeah. Huh. That, that was the claim is like we removed X, Y, and Z and we included Breitbart, blah, blah, and blah, blah. Yeah. Which, yeah, I don't know. It was, <sighs> it just doesn't I can... feel like in 10 years we're going to look back and be like, yeah, we overblown all those stories about Trump. We should have no, really no. given him a chance. I'm totally not saying that, but I, I, <laughs> no. I, I'm trying to. This is just a gut feeling that. You yeah, know, it's like I'm, uh, I'm trying to see it. like how do you tell this story? Right. You I've know? had that same curiosity in general too. Like when I listened to Glenn Beck for a while. Yep. Trying to figure that out, which doesn't work anymore because he's now anti-Trump, and like so, <laughs> so I need to find yeah. I need to find someone more extreme. So I did. I have this new podcast playlist that I haven't listened to yet, but the the playlist is called Crazy People, and uh, who's it? The Alex Jones show is in here who is apparently i don't know who alex jones is i didn't i still don't really but i just <laughs> yeah, know that he's you're gonna find out pro trump okay and very hardcore that trump is the answer blah 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 um which is kind of refreshingly refreshingly hard to find podcasts that are like trump is the answer <laughs> right um anyway yeah he does have the lowest approval rating of an incoming president is that that sounds like a question it is a question because <laughs> it's know. it's a fact it's something that it's i've heard people say but i haven't looked into whether it's true right i have also heard that and i also have not looked into it whether it's true okay i don't doesn't matter to me this is kind of like any number right <laughs> like yeah <laughs> i mean um the evidence that i do have is that he did not win the popular vote by quite a large margin. Okay. So that seems to hold that he would have a quite, quite low, low approval. Like approval no matter what rating. he did yeah. in the beginning, he would have a low approval rating just from those numbers. Yep. He's starting out below 50%. Like, yes. If you, you know, usually if you're polling, if you're polling the same people that yep. voted, right, he's going to start out, you know, in the, in the red. <laughs> um, so <laughs> see what you did there. <laughs> Uh, anyway, hmm. so that could be true or it could be an alternative fact. <laughs> Shrug. <laughs> okay. I've also been looking at life insurance. Mm. I just wanted to say it feels weird. Just looking at it. Gambling on my own life. Or death. Yeah. When am I a winner? I think I'm a winner if I stay alive. Oh. Well, it depends on how much your policy is for. Yeah. <laughs> and how much you want other people to have that money. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything more to say on that. It just feels weird gambling on. Like these Ooh, are the... this gets really weird when you combine it with effective altruism. Like this is the this is the the chance that I die. Yeah. Like how much money am I willing to bet that that's not going to happen, or that that is going to happen? Right. What's the lowest amount of money I'm willing to bet? <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's a moral question. Okay. Say you have a life insurance policy that is for three hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Three hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars and two hundred dollars. <laughs> three three hundred twenty-eight thousand two hundred dollars. Okay. okay. That's a very specific which I'm worried this number is gonna effective come up later. altruism <laughs> says Oh, is the you could save how many? If you spent that money, you could save you a could life. Save one hundred lives. One hundred lives. Right. So So that's the scenario. Yep. And you have found a way to kill yourself in a way that looks perfectly like you did not kill yourself, so you uh, could still collect. Should you kill yourself to save a hundred people? And someone and your and your spouse has agreed that if you die, this money will go directly to charity. Oh. Specifically against Malaria Foundation. <laughs> so you could save one hundred people in Africa, most of them being children five or under who Ooh. are dying from malaria should you should you die? do that should you <laughs> should you do that you definitely shouldn't do that uh why <laughs> well you, it's uh, fraudulent isn't it does it matter does fraud matter when you save 100 lives does fraud matter? yes <laughs> when there's a net 99 life gain yeah, uh, there was an I. I heard what someone, is is it is it worse to be fraudulent or I, to not save ninety nine lives? I heard someone talking about um, you could do better work if you stayed alive. Um, but I did hear someone talking about uh, uh, the ends justifying the means, right? Um, which is yeah, the utility. Yeah. This is called the utilitarian moral philosophy, where it's yeah, just like, like doesn't just by the numbers and like. It doesn't matter what you do, how you the get end there. result is mat. Right. It's the thing that matters. Um, but the thing he was saying is that you <clears throat> never know one hundred percent what the end result is. Right, like you never know for sure that the thing you do will be good. Right, and so if you've done bad things, yeah, to get to a thing that you think is good and it ends up being bad, that's doubly bad. <laughs> right, all you've done is bad things to get there. Right, then you're fraudulent and maybe. Maybe your spouse doesn't maybe, hold up that bargain. Yeah, maybe, maybe you've killed a hundred people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Maybe the peop- maybe the wrong people in Africa intercept that money and yeah. start use it to buy weapons. Yeah, genocide. Yep. We should stop. Stop what? Just recording. Yeah.